Ken Reeves is a pretty big dude. Pretty scary dude. I'm sure we can all agree on that. He also could skate a little bit for being that size and that model. He could even play a little bit. But he didn't fit with the Mike Sullivan system. And that makes me wonder why anybody thinks that someone else could or would. Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Penguins. Comes your way bright and early every weekday morning. If you're into football and or baseball, I offer up daily shots of Steelers and Pirates. Right where you found this. Reeves isn't the only big guy, tough guy in the NHL. But he's right up there. When Jim Rutherford traded a first-round pick to get him, he did so with the express intent of countering Tom Wilson and anybody else who'd come after the Penguin Stars. He was looking for a great equalizer, an instant equalizer, and he was willing to give up the ultimate draft price to get him. And then Reeves came, and Reeves was a good citizen, a good teammate, did everything that you've seen from him in St. Louis before that and in Vegas since that. But he didn't fit. I know there's a lot of sentiment that for whatever reason Mike Sullivan didn't like him or Mike Sullivan just really didn't have any use for him. But I know for a fact that Sullivan liked him a lot. Sullivan respected him a ton. And he loved the moxie and everything else that Reeves brought to the Penguins' locker room. What he didn't love was that Reeves wasn't contributing in the very specific ways that Sullivan requires his forwards to contribute. It's not always about pure speed. If it was, Zach Aston Reese wouldn't be anywhere near this roster. But what ZAR does that Reeves didn't is he defends at an actual elite level. There are advanced analytics to support that he's one of the best defensive forwards in all of hockey. He's that efficient with his shot suppression. Not just on the PK, but in 5-on-5, he is a... uh, When I say shut down forward to you, you're thinking of somebody who's you know, chasing somebody else's top guy around the rink, and that's not what he does. But when he's out there, within his own role, he is not permitting you to get scoring chances against his goaltender. But he's not fast. And really, every once in a while he'll drop the gloves, and he's actually okay at it, but he's hardly a fighter. Why does he play all the time for Sullivan? Because he adds... To that component, to the puck possession component, because if he's taking the puck away from you, that's more time for the Penguins with that puck. That's what Reeves didn't do here. That's not 
a shot at him. It's not a criticism. It's not to say that he stinks or hasn't been a contributor everywhere else that he's been. But he didn't do that here. It's not that Sullivan had some kind of uh, odd aversion to fighting or something. I can tell you unequivocally, without betraying any confidence here, that my own discussions with Mike Sullivan, he has no such problems. He values fighting in the game. He sees it as a real thing. He wants it to continue. He's not some kind of, uh, I don't know, flower child here. But what he wants from all of his forwards, regardless of their size or toughness or pedigree or even their speed and skill, is to do something to contribute toward the cause of puck possession. What does that look like? Well, it can be different from player to player. A big guy, sure, they could dislodge someone from the puck. They could dislodge someone from this reality. But what do they do with it once they get it? If they get it. Because hits, really, more often than not, don't result in a change of possession. They look good, they sound good when the crowd cheers and the glass shakes and everything else. They don't have that result. This portion of Daily Shot of Penguins is brought to you by Fubo TV. The monthly cost of cable is over two hundred bucks, but Fubo TV is only sixty-five bucks a month to watch all the same channels, including AT&T, Sportsnet, Pittsburgh, and for listening to this podcast, you can get a seven-day free trial and fifteen percent off your first month by going to FuboTV.com slash DK. One more time, that's FuboTV.com slash DK. Dominic Simone is, was, and forever shall be my golden example of the Mike Sullivan player who otherwise might not make sense to you. Like, the best ever Mike Sullivan player was Chris Kunitz. And believe it or not, I say that like including everybody, like Sid, Gino, the whole deal. Because Kunitz did all of the Sullivan things, including finishing, which Dom obviously couldn't do at all. But Dom, you would just watch Dom. Like if you didn't know hockey, you'd have no clue why he was even out there. But if you watched Dom from the Sullivan perspective, you'd be like, oh, man, this is just this player. He's the greatest. He's just the greatest. Except that he couldn't score. But it's not like it's not like Sully didn't know that, too, but it was just like, whatever, man. He just does all these other Sully things, and I can live with anything. I'm still advocating for Dom to return, by the way. I can tell you right now that this head coach isn't about to buckle on this. So whoever it is that Ron Hextall thinks he might be able to get, he's going to have to and want to run it past a head coach who clearly has a very specific criteria for the types of players that he feels fits within his system or He's going to have to fire the head coach, which the GM isn't going to want to do. 
That's just how this is going to be. That doesn't mean that it's a, it's come to a head or they disagree on this or anything. I believe Hextall and then after that, Brian Burke in their comments within the past week that they're embracing Sullivan's style of hockey, that they feel they've got a very, very good head coach deploying a very, very good system. And I also believe, and this is the problem, Hextall when he said that there just aren't many of these types of players around, and there aren't. Never mind Tom Wilson and Ryan Reeves and and the guys that really jump out at you. Who are the rest of them? You know, the Kachuk brothers, they're not available. What are there? Out of the entire NHL, maybe a dozen? 15? 20 at the most? And then whoever has these players, who gives them up? Who parts with them? Who says, yeah, you know what, we're making this guy available because not only is he big and snarly, but he also can skate and contributes to our team's puck possession. Sure, we'd like to give him up. What do you got for us? No one's going to do that. No one anywhere except maybe Edmonton. Edmonton, but Edmonton doesn't really have guys like that. But never rule out. Whenever you say no one would ever do that, always put in parentheses that Edmonton might. Who's out there? Are the Penguins just humoring us when they bring these uh, scenarios up? Well, we'd like to get bigger, but, you know, we'd also like an automatic buy to the Stanley Cup final next year, and we'd also like to be able to charge twice as much for our tickets so that we can overcome this financial loss that we took this year. They can like things, but it doesn't mean that those things are possible. If you ask me the most probable scenario for the Penguins to gain size and speed and maybe even a little bit of snarl is, don't roll your eyes at this, just at least hear it out. Let's see what Anthony Angelo's got. Let's see a little bit more of Sam Lafferty. I know, I went to bat for Lafferty Last summer, and I ended up looking like a clown for it. Couldn't score a goal. Not a single goal a whole season. I mean, Angelo at least popped a couple, and Angelo played a whole lot less. But they're both younger. They're eminently affordable. They're minimum wage players. And they both come with some pedigree. Maybe Angelo's the guy that I should single out because we just did watch the better part of a full season of Lafferty. Angelo's done some things that have impressed the Penguins, and I know this from speaking with them, as it relates to hockey skills, skating, uh, quickness in addition to straight line speed for a big dude. And he does have some capability to make plays. We saw that. We saw he looked like a pretty effective uh, winger alongside Radim Zahorna there for a little bit. Remember that? So let Anthony play. You know what? Let Zahorna play too. I mean, he's not physical or anything, but he's a lot bigger. Makes your team look bigger. Your answers are going to have to be internal here. This idea that they're going to be able to 
trade Jake Gensler, Brian Rust for some bigger version, uh, some badder version of either of those two. I don't know that that applies. I don't know that there's enough of those players in existence right now that you can set some kind of goal to achieve in that way. When we come back, just one question. Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Welcome back. It's time for Just One Question, and that's always brought to you on this program by the good people at the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank. One dollar from you is all it takes to provide five full meals for our neighbors in need across western Pennsylvania. That's the mission of the Pittsburgh Food Bank, and they need your help to achieve it. Go to Pittsburgh Food Bank. Dot org and spell out all three of those words when you do it. PittsburghFoodBank.org. Today's questions comes from the board guy who asks, are the Penguins going to re-sign Cody Cece? I was actually one of the very few fans who was excited when they signed him last October, so I really hope that they do. Well, I, I hope so too. Uh, I thought Cece was a tremendous addition by Jim Rutherford. I was skeptical like you were in part because of his advanced analytics and in part, I'm embarrassed to admit this, because of a lot of the criticism that he'd received in Toronto. As it turns out, Toronto was just being Toronto. Guy can really, really play. Oh, and you know what else? He's big, strong, and physical, and he really fits with this system. And let's not underplay that component of it. Because when we were talking about the Islanders roughing up the Penguins in the first round, if you'll recall, it wasn't their forwards doing it. It wasn't Cal Clutterbuck. It was Scott Mayfield. It was the guys they had on the blue line. Bigger stronger, in Mayfield's case, really mean. Like, I hadn't known that about him before that series. I'm sure people who watch the Islanders all the time probably saw that coming, but I hadn't. I didn't know they had someone like that back there. It's nice to have. I'm not suggesting that CeCe is that guy, but CeCe takes no crap. I mean, that that's what the way I think of him is... Maybe this is just a little bit because of his skating style and the big shoulder pads that he has and the way he's kind of hunched over a little bit. He looks like a right-handed Ulf Samuelson. Again, I'm not drawing a direct parallel here. Ulf was his own animal, okay? But CeCe didn't shy away from anything. And he either initiated or absorbed 
physical contact in order to make his plays whenever necessary, but he also didn't overdo it. He never took himself out of position to do those things. Just a really, really good, smart hockey player. And yes, to your point, they absolutely need to re-sign him. He's an unrestricted free agent, so that's not going to be uh, automatic. That takes two. And if these were non-coronavirus times and we were in the locker room, I could have told you about conversations that I had with CC that would suggest that he either wants to stay or wants to test the market or anything, but we don't have that kind of access, so I can only guess just like you can this year. I would imagine, based on watching CC and of hearing him and hearing his teammates talk about him and glow about him, that he probably had a pretty good time here. And maybe he even appreciated that he wasn't treated like garbage the way he was in Toronto, and, and even to a lesser extent, but nonetheless true before that in Ottawa. Maybe he liked being somewhere where everyone thought he was a pretty good player. That tends to be a stabilizing force in someone's career. Let's hope here, and I, I mean this, that Hextall steps up. I don't think CC will cost a mint, but I think he'll be worth what he gets. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. We'll do another one of these tomorrow.